So, very, very funny guy, as you know, I saw him back in three, four years ago and he had me fucking going mad. Uh, super hilarious. So, we just sit down and shoot the shit, talk about, you know, everything. He's into real estate, he's into cars, he's into Barbies. He's an interesting cat, he's awesome. So, uh, we just sit down and chat about stuff. This was recorded. You know, a few months ago, given my hiatus, given my fake abduction, given my fake deportation out of this country, whatever you guys want to call it. But yeah, I did take a hiatus. Let's get over it. I know nobody gives a fuck. But yeah, this was a few months ago. Very fun conversation, very lighthearted, just going through stuff, talking about his background and things like that. A lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoy it too. So here it is, Abroad Talks to Ray Earl. And we are recording with Raymond Earl. Is that is that right? Is it Raymond or is this well, Ray short for something name, else? My full name is Raymond Earl Howard. That's my government given name. Christian and, uh, name. But my stage name, I do go by Ray Earl. Just Ray because, Earl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, shorter. It doesn't seem like... Uh, like you're an old white billionaire. That's the no, name I'm you definitely have not an old white billionaire. I hope <laughs> to be an old black billionaire. Whatever. Pretty soon, man, with yeah. the things that you're saying that, that are going on in your life pretty soon. But thank you for coming out um, and doing this thing. How you been? Like, I, I know I've, I've we've crossed paths in comedy, but we haven't, like, you know, sat, you know, sat down and uh, spoken much. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess hot topic really is been COVID. You yeah. Know? Um, and then, you know, everyone's been locked down and everything. Actually, 2020 probably wasn't really that bad for me. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. I mean, I got to work from home in a home that I just bought nice. last year. So that that was nice. Um so you just like got the, got the home before the lockdown? Yeah, so I purchased in April, like at the beginning of the lockdown. And um, moving during COVID was fucking awful yeah. because not too many people could help me. Yeah. And so um, I pretty much just threw away half my apartment just to get out of there and into my new place. Yeah, I think it's usually moving is such a painstaking task, right? Like, especially like probably the movers, like where were the movers available? Well, even? I'm not that rich. Okay, so I did all the moving myself. You okay. moved into your own fucking home. How are you not rich? Uh, no, no. Well, I like to keep on holding on to my coins, okay? Uh, <laughs> that's how you stay rich, motherfucker. That's, that's how you stay rich, okay? That's, uh, if you look at Bill Gates, not a Gucci belt in sight, okay? Yeah. So uh, the hardest part of moving was i don't know if you know this oh i'm a homosexual in case anyone didn't know that if you don't know me personally yeah important detail important detail because i had a barbie collection that i had to move very important and, and that was actually barbie almost got evicted because i was sick of moving all her shit around oh yeah so, yeah so <sighs> she was she was very close to getting uh, toss into that dumpster. Okay, but what really like? So you you really had it like that. You wanted to like you know. So you were making irrational decisions at a certain point. Like yeah. you wanted to throw out your Barbie collection. Yeah. What kind of a collection are we talking about, Ray? So I collect all the old stuff, like the vintage Barbies. Uh, well, seventies and eighties are my favorite, and that's just because if you look at my house, I'm like stuck in the seventies. So I like all the seventies and eighties Barbies. I had the Barbie Dream House. Her cottage. I have her motorhome. Um, what else do I have? I have. She has a motorhome. I, she, oh, I think Barbie's yes. too, too glamorous to be living in a motorhome. She home. has the best motorhome too, because I'm I'm also into cars also. So she has the <laughs> 1977 GMC motorhome, which I want in full scale. I want a, my own motorhome. Wow, yeah, that is interesting, man. So you were able to salvage Barbies. Though. I was able to salvage Barbie. I was able mm. to sell it. I you say Barbie, but there's like multiple of them, or is it the same character? It's it's multiple. Like uh, my most cherished one is Superstar Christy. Wow! And she came out in 1976. And if anyone remembers, I had a GoFundMe for mm -hmm. for her because she was quite expensive. Wow! Yeah. So so you so did you collect these over the years? Like you had some of these from when you were a child, or like all the all you all of them you bought after the fact? Well, I had one that I bought because I thought I bought her when I was like maybe 16 or 17 <clears throat> because I thought she was the one that you could hook up to a computer and you can make her say because I was going to have her be dirty. I was going to have dirty Barbie, but 
<laughs> but she she wasn't the right one, so I kept her, and then it kind of just spiraled off from that. And I remember when my cousin, she had gotten this Magic Moves Barbie when we were like six, and I had wanted that fucking Barbie ever yeah. since then. And oh, wow. I got into eBay, and it was all downhill from there. Okay, so it was like... Uh basically uh, a road to zero like you were like really hooked now now and you got the keys to the kingdom you're a functioning adult with your own money and, uh-huh. and all of that and uh, people are selling you all the barbies your heart ever wanted yeah and, and that's <laughs> what happened and now i'm looking around i have two rooms full of barbies and i'm like this is kind of sad yeah. this is kind of sad i'm like um if no one knew I was gay, just walk into those two rooms and you would know yeah. that I was gay. Okay, yes. so gay or serial killer, one of the two. Gay or serial killer, yeah. <laughs> All my Barbies have their heads, so they, okay. I'm definitely not a serial killer. Okay, that so that's, that's good. So you, they, they are not uh, beheaded. So they're that's not a good... beheaded. They're, not, they're full on Barbies. They're full, all together Barbies. Oh, man. You think gay dudes in ISIS have like beheaded Barbies? They probably do. <laughs> I don't good. know. I don't know. Teach their own. I know, man. Yeah. Gay dudes in ISIS probably dead, sadly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, irrational again. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting, man. So you have this. Is, are these like, and I don't want to fix it on the Barbie too much, but I am very interested. <laughs> you actually. are very interested. Okay. So because uh, people have like baseball card collections, right? It's like a mint, Babe Ruth, whatever. You know, they cost $10,000, like insane amount of money. Is it an appreciating asset? That's what I'm trying to get at. Yes, it is. Uh, should people like invest in Barbie futures? I will say so because um, I have a superstar Christie, which is Barbie's black friend. And when I purchased her, I paid $440 for her. And if you go on eBay right now, you will look and see that she's around eight or $900. And then there's another one that I really, really want. It's uh, Fashion Photo Christie from 1977. She has a little stand and she poses and everything. She's going for $900 right now, if you can find her. Yeah, so... So yeah, definitely an appreciating yeah, asset. Yeah. So, uh, any any of uh, any of the folks who are into cryptocurrencies, like you can also look into getting and look a into Barbies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Less volatile. Yes. Awesome, man. So so you move, right? Yes. Uh, and and uh, you're really happy about uh, about this home purchase. Were you like looking for a long time? Was it an impulse thing that hey, man, I'm done because I'm kind of at that stage here, and and I have like some other variables that like. Are stopping me from making the leap from you know living in an apartment to like you know actually buying a home because that's supposed to be the dream right and I straddle like between should I you know is this this is a too this is too much of a commitment to like man how much you know money am I gonna throw into the into the black hole that is you know rent mm-hmm. uh, and and that's that's basically like the limbo I'm stuck in right mm-hmm. now did you kind of go through the same thing so my mother she passed away in August of 2019. And that was always something that she wanted me to have. So back in Michigan, she actually bought a house for me. And it was like, it was like right when the market crashed when she bought it. So she only paid like 5000 for this house. So, <laughs> yes. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like hundreds of thousand dollars. Smart woman. Yes. Though. So, and I was like, no, I'm not moving back to Michigan. So I'm renting that house out. So when she passed, it was always her dream, you know, for me to have my own home. And so... When, you know, and it just like I have, I'm black also, in case no one noticed that. I also had shitty credit. And so it was weird, like, when she passed away, everything just started falling into place. My credit was getting cleaned up (laughs) really, really fast. And then I was talking to my landlord. She was like, maybe you should purchase a home. And I was like, you're right. And I found the house maybe within a month and a half, you know. So it was a pretty... um, I mean, we looked, okay? We looked because my my budget was small and my dreams were big, yeah. you know? And um, he was like, well, there's this two-bedroom, one-bath. I was like, I might as well stay where I am, you yeah. know? And then he, there, there was there was a – he took me to one neighborhood and um, I didn't even get out the car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he walked past – he was he got out and was walking towards me, and I just held my finger. I was like, uh-uh, we don't even need to go into this house, okay? Oh, and, God. Yeah, so we yeah, looked, yeah. and when I found the house that I wanted, as soon as I opened the door, I said, this is it. 
this is it wow mm-hmm. so what were you looking for though like what was so you said you know a uh, limited budget but you like really knew what you wanted so was there anything specific uh, obviously you don't want to live in like a shitty neighborhood that's that's obvious but well a lot of people say glendale is shitty but um i live in a well, I'm close to Maryvale, so you could probably... Yeah, there's if, pockets in, yeah, in every, uh, there's each one pocket. of these cities. Yeah, if you go, like, one street over, there may be some gunshots, but they're not gunshots on my street, let me <laughs> put it like that. Um, my criteria I was looking for was, and I'm going to tell you, uh, from where I come from, if you have more than one bathroom in your house, you made it, okay? <laughs> so I had to have two bathrooms. Um, so I was looking for mid-century 60s 70s type ranch style house um i really wanted a pool even though i can't swim i wanted a pool uh which which i didn't get um i'm, I'm taking donations thirty thousand uh, dollars for an above the ground oh hell no no I'm, <laughs> I, I don't like to say i'm bougie but i want some in-ground shit yeah. okay yeah um and i was just looking for a roominess and space and something that was kind of fixed up because i live alone no partner nothing single so i don't want to do a whole lot of work so okay and the market was getting crazy so if, if, if you're looking for a house yeah. uh you better do it now dude that's the thing that's yeah. the craziest thing you like you know i've been looking for like two months now and like i was saying i'm straddling i'm not like completely set just uh, just yet what what i want to do and things just like if you like something and you look at it first of all zillow you know it's a great like app and all of that but mm-hmm. it's all outdated shit oh yeah shit like you'll say it says it's active on there but when you like go back and actually check it's gone it's been gone for five days so they like there's like houses just flying off the shelf as they say mm-hmm. and like within 24 hours so it's impossible right now to just buy you know they're like you have to like fucking i don't know suck a seller off or something to 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 buy a house i don't know what is going on you'll People have like, to you'll have to suck off a california buyer okay because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's that's why everything's going oh yeah it it's, it's everything everything gets worse when california gets involved oh yeah I yeah <laughs> i mean i appreciate it. thank you for turning blue arizona but uh yeah i yeah. mean so so you think it's the same group of people i i always i would think just as like rich uh californians old californians who are just like moving away mm-hmm. to you know save on taxes and things like that and they probably voted red is what i would think well they were broken california and they're rich in arizona right now <laughs> so that's what it is okay, okay oh, so yeah. they they're living a luxury lifestyle here yeah, yeah it's like moving to a third world country yeah sort of. yeah you know, some, well, some of those people who like save up you know a few hundred thousand and move to costa rica live yeah. out their lives mm-hmm Cool man. So so you got this house of your dreams and, and and you're happy about that. Uh so just to kind of rewind rewind a little bit you're saying you're from Michigan. So you grew up Yes. Uh, grew up in uh in, in Michigan what town in Michigan? So when everyone says they're from any metro detroit area of michigan they always say detroit but i'm from pontiac which is about a half hour north of detroit which is what i like to call detroit too okay it's not that bad but you know which um, side of the bridge is it on i have no idea the geography i just know detroit from the eight mile (laughs) oh god so it's north of eight mile okay yeah god uh eight mile that ruined like like michigan for you like people have that's the only reference people that's the only reference that they have and then i been on eight mile i'm like it's not that bad you know yeah. it's not as bad as that movie says it is yeah i've never actually even seen the movie but oh yeah not, yeah, yeah. yeah okay i mean uh that makes sense so it's so growing up in michigan so um did like did you always like wanted want to move out or uh no in school and stuff like that did you always think that hey this place is not for me i gotta like get the fuck out of here what's funny is is after i graduated college um i worked for a year for a manufactured home company and it was right around the time of let's see the great depression two or whatever and so the company closed and so i went on unemployment for about a year and my aunt who lives here in arizona she was like just come out here just come out here so i flew out here put my resume online on sunday um on monday got the interview on wednesday got the job on friday flew back home grabbed all my stuff loaded up my grand prix 
no Barbies, mm-hmm. and drove out here. Oh, this is pre-Barbie. This was pre-Barbie. Okay. This was pre-Barbie. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I worked at that job for two weeks and got fired. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the job was in downtown Phoenix, and I was living in Queen Creek at the time. And so I was online looking for an apartment, and they were like, you can't be on the internet. So What? Uh, yeah. That's so, that's so like, uh, juvenile almost. Oh, yeah. I signed that agreement, though. And uh-huh. they uh, they promptly walked me out of that office that day. Wow. And so um, I was about to move back to Michigan. And my mom was like, no, no, no. Just, you know, just stay. Give it another try. And actually, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because the housing market was tanking at that point and I was working for a housing company. So there's no telling I could probably would have been let go anyway. Uh, so I ended up working for another company that I've been with for the past 13 years. So, wow. mm-hmm. so yeah, so you, you're either 13 days or 13 years. Yes. 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 So what do you go to college for? Architecture. Architecture. Mm. Wow. That's awesome, man. So, so, and I have the student loans to uh, show for it too. So if um, Joe Biden comes through, praise Jesus, <laughs> I, can, I can let that bill go. Yeah. So, I mean, you think that's a realistic proposition, though? I know there's like two sides to that argument. Uh, you know, one set of people are like, hey, man, you like, you know, like you you do the crime, you do the time, like you signed up for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you got to pay it paid back which is in a way some people are like i paid it back so why don't you pay it back which basically boils down to i had fucking bad you know then why should you you have it any good mm-hmm. so that's a little like you know uh sadistic that's not the, the most generous point of view yeah. to come from but but the other thing is like how do you pay for it that's uh, the obvious question uh so where do you land on this like outside of uh, personal like personally you want it paid off I, I get it. I would too if I was in that position. But if you like take yourself out of it, what do you, what do you think? I say give the people the break, you know, honestly, because um, I have my house and my cars now. So if I stop paying it, I don't give a fuck anymore because I have <laughs> what I want, you know. <laughs> so They're going to come for you, Raymond. They're going to come for me. I, you know what? I'll just put it on another deferment. I don't care. <laughs> Because uh, I have what I want yeah. now, but um, but now if I um, and that someone has said before, like, yeah, you might have paid off your student loans, but think of a person who had who lost a person to cancer or whatever. Would you want someone else to die of cancer just because you lost yeah, yeah, someone so. of cancer? Okay, so I mean. If they give that person that break, you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, they're like, stop cancer research. My wife died of sickle cell cancer. I can't believe you guys are out there doing research. I don't know if sickle cell cancer is a thing. (laughs) It sounded legit. It sounded legit, but we're going to have to Google that because I don't think that was right. (laughs) Okay. That was like two or three diseases. Yeah, I just like mashed up. It's like some sort of hybrid. Sickle cell AIDS. (laughs) I just said the same thing. Okay. Sick of cell AIDS. Sick of AIDS. Yes. So, <laughs> okay. So yeah. Regardless of the what 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 AIDS or what cancer, but <laughs> yeah. like that that's the logic. So I get it. Yeah. So so that doesn't make logical sense. So you think they should give people the break? But how? Who foots the bill? Um. Obviously, we'll probably foot the bill in our taxes. You know. Whatever. Whatever. You know? Yeah. So yeah. just kind of distribute it around mm-hmm. uh, the people. Like the only reason I'm skeptical of that, and it would be a nice thing if people have like. Uh, you know free education up to a certain point but man like every dollar you pay towards actually um you know paying off somebody's student debt i'm sure like 70 cents is gonna go like into into the administrative like dumpster mm-hmm. you know, it's just gonna get lost and it's a very inefficient way to pay mm-hmm. for it i would think do you have student loans uh i did at a certain point i don't anymore oh. uh so See, I'm still in debt about mm, forty-five thousand. Right, so you kind of have chipped it uh, down to yes, because um, it was. Um, I'm one of those people like I paid it. No, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I get it. If people are happy with it, I mean, if it makes sense, I'm I'm all because I, I paid about fifty thousand of it 
already it's insane dude and like i didn't have a student loan like uh, for my bachelor's i did my bachelor's in india i did my master's here which mm-hmm. is a shorter course the per credit is higher for an international student but it's just, it's not that much like the whole like the debt was 50000 so i could like you know kind of get over it uh, and get it done with because i was trying to be aggressive with it mm-hmm. but with the bachelor's with 4 years it goes into the 100000s that's when it starts getting a little crazy yeah cuz when i started school and i started school back in 2000 so i'm i'm old too so um gay it, black old people that's gay a- black <laughs> and old yes when i it looks great though oh thank you, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you we'll talk about that too a little bit later um when i started it was $342 a credit hour Okay. And that that's was, not that bad if you think about it. Oh, that was that was <laughs> expensive, you know. That was back in 2000. And then when I graduated in 2006, normally you would graduate in 4 years, but that math, my god. Um it was just under $600 a credit hour. And I know some people who still work for the school and it's about $1000 to go to school now, a credit hour. Yep. Yeah, and it's just there's just no way that I would have been able to afford it. Yeah, yeah, and the caveat I like is if you're an international student, it's three thousand dollars a credit yeah. hour. But hey, you're here from the outside, bend over a little bit. Oh you know, yeah, maybe. Oh yeah. So that's um, that's so so school is expensive. Like I've heard these like anecdotes of people are uh, paying their student loans with their social security check. Oh yeah. And uh, I've heard anecdotes of people, uh, you know, like fathers co-signing on their son's student loans while they're still paying off their student loans. Yes. So it's pretty sad. I mean, I've gone you, into like, my 401k to pay off student loans. Oh man, so they did they like let you do that? That's uh, that's okay. That's an acceptable like uh, not dipping into yeah. 401k. Yeah. I mean, you still end up paying yourself back. Yeah. I got lucky again, you know, uh because we switched over our carriers. So instead of having to pay that money back, I got to, you know, Right. I just got to lose that. But. So so you were all about Bernie, were you like a Bernie supporter uh, through all of this? I know people have uh, different people uh, have different heroes within the Democratic Party that they were uh, you know rooting for. I don't think Joe Biden was one of them for mm. very many people. I'm not going to lie, I was a very typical dumb American. I didn't follow any politics. I was just going to vote blue whoever it was, right. you know. I it could have been bernie it could have been hillary it could have been me i don't care it could have been anybody it could have been anybody um but don't I, you think that's a problem though that's a little bit of a problem oh, that it definitely is a problem no matter who no matter who um mm-hmm. so okay so that, that makes sense student loan and all of that so you 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 moved here you you know you kind of got the job you wanted and, and you're happy how did you get into comedy Oh gosh, let's see. But I'll say I'll say this like quick anecdote, okay? Because you're fucking you're a murderer on stage, okay? Like you crush and I'm not going to like I'm not saying this just for the sake of saying it or and I'm not trying to patronize you or anything, but I saw you for the first time before I did comedy and you had like a pink wig on, okay? And you're doing your uh, you're doing your routine, you know, you do a set what are 10 15 minutes and like you really got into the face of the crowd. This was at third space RIP third space. and like you really crushed and you had this uh, hook i mean if i may say so the hook was okay like you yeah. you, you say your joke you say your punchline and then you end with okay uh-huh. and that hook really worked and i was dying laughing and i'm so dumb and i and i don't know why i thought that i thought that was your hair the pink hair yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my god and the next time i saw you I was like oh yeah he he shaved his He shaved his pink uh, locks, and uh, this is what happens when <laughs> foreigners come over. Yeah, oh yeah. Keep them out of the yeah, goddamn yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. So how'd oh, you get started? Oh, well, that that okay. I don't even know. I say that, it, and Gene Moore. Every time he comes around, he was like, "I know that if I hang out with Raymond for one day, I'm going to be saying okay for the rest of the day." I don't even know that I say it. Okay. 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 Uh, but no, my aunt. Uh, I had gone back home, and my aunt had said. We were in the car with my mom and my two aunts and I was just I don't know in the back seat just cracking jokes and she was like you missed your mark you should have gotten comedy and so it just kind of just clicked and so I came back to Arizona and I started looking at all these open mics and everything and I was like okay I'm going to give it a try I'm going to give it a try and I just started listening to comedians on Pandora that's how long ago that goes <laughs> Pandora who yeah, fucking listened to Pandora I uh, know what is that? I'm saying SpaceX. Uh, yes. Fucking uh what? Spotify? 
No, what's no. this? The, the social media before Facebook. Why am I being so dumb? MySpace. MySpace. Yeah, I'm yes. saying SpaceX. Yeah, Jesus. Yes, yes. MySpace. Okay. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I got really, really drunk, hopped up on stage. And uh, don't, if anyone out here wants to get into comedy, you will have to have a few drinks, but don't get drunk on stage because no. uh, I was sweaty. Sloppy. You're like sloppy. very sloppy when you're drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still have that video on YouTube. If anybody wants to see that, my first time ever doing comedy, I was I was pretty sloppy. <laughs> yes. But it was a good show and I got hooked. I got yeah, hooked. yeah. That's, uh, that's, mm-hmm. There's definitely like an element of, uh, I don't know what it is. It's just you being like almost the... Uh, the leader in, in, in that space of, you know, even if there's 10, 20 people, you're the one they're listening to, you know, you're yeah. the one who's kind of, you know, showing the way. So there's a lot of, there, it, there is, it is an ego trip. It is a power trip, right? Oh, yeah. You're right there on stage, kind of controlling all these other people's thought processes. So uh, that's awesome, dude. So so you have comedy and, and, and you have this great job. You didn't stop there though, right? You know, you were talking to me about... Uh, about your uh, entrepreneurial uh, venture and you have some uh, swag from your entrepreneurial so, venture yeah, also. So I'm also a classic car collector too. Oh wow. Yeah, so I uh, just bought my first one. It's a 72 Continental Mark IV. Huge ass boat beast of a car. And um is it one of those with like wooden panel like outside? Uh, let me see. I'm a, I'm a pull up of a picture of it. I'll pull the picture. So, of it. so you say you're a vintage car collector. So you're starting out. So this is your first Barbie, basically. Yeah, this is my first. That's why Barbie kind of took a back seat. Yeah. Now that I have my literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's my baby um, right now. Uh, actually, we've been filming like this web series these uh, last few months, last few weeks or whatever, and we needed to use it in the web series. And so <laughs> we took it out yesterday. I got it out of the garage. It started. And um, we went to move it again. And it stopped working. So I had to. So I'm a, a, a gay black car collector who's pouring gas into his carburetor. <laughs> trying to get the car started. <laughs> and so we got the car started. And so we, we, we shot some. So yeah, there, there she is. Oh, there she wow. Is. Yeah. That's uh, that's some car, and huh? that's pretty significant. Uh, yes. car. you know, it's one of it's one of those cars. If you have those in like a parking lot, people are gonna like kind of wait and look around and try to get pictures and stuff. Yeah. So it's just like an old timey. So what is that? It's a Continental. Continental Mark IV. So then, uh, I don't know. Like I don't know. So the who GM makes them? Who Lincoln. Makes them? Lincoln. Lincoln, which is a Ford brand. Lincoln is Ford. Uh, it's still Ford, or did they? It's like still it? Ford. Yeah, still Ford. Yeah, it it looks like it's out of a fucking. It's out of a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, That's it, how it is. Looks yeah, like. it is. It's it's a. Um, my aesthetic, I would like to say, is drug dealer chic. Okay, seventies <laughs> drug dealer chic. So. In my past life, I would have loved to have been a drug dealer in the seventies. Cause it's, I mean, I like all the the chrome and the glass and all that stuff. Yeah, but like the Hollywood drug dealer, though. I don't know. Hollywood the, drug dealer, yes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened in in reality. Yeah. And so how how do you uh, end up buying this car? This specifically, how do you how do you come to uh, and I, hey, this is the car I want to buy. So, in Michigan, we have this thing. It's called the Woodward Dream Cruise, and it stretches from Pontiac to Ferndale, Michigan, which is about an eight to 10 mile stretch of road. And that road was big in the sixties and seventies for cruising, you know, with their classic car and everything. So every year to bring that nostalgia back, they have this one day car show. So my aunt, she has a car just like this when she was married to her husband in the seventies. And when they divorced, she kept the car. And so she hasn't driven it since 79. And then we brought it out in 98 and it's been parked ever since. She won't let me have it, um, even though I've asked for it dozens and dozens of times. I said, fuck it, I'll just buy my own. Right. So I went out to Tucson and bought it. Right. And everything started wow, working. Wow, I would have thought, you're, the, halfway through that story, I thought this was your aunt's car, but she didn't. <laughs> no, like, no. She would rather the thing rot in the garage it, it, than give it, it to is, you. It is, it is. It is rotting in her garage, full of boxes and everything on top of it, but no, it's one of these days. Right. So one of the like all these older cars, I have a friend who has like this old old ass uh, Jeep, you know, like from the seventies. 
really doesn't work it's not it's not a functional car you can't you know drive it to the grocery store to like you know uh you know buy shit like it it somebody was telling me like um i think it was luis uh, mm-hmm. he has a el camino his the car stops like where if you hit like a speed bump because <laughs> that like happened to, <laughs> that happened to me too oh like, uh-huh. yes so it is a pain it's a liability it's a pain in the ass mm-hmm. so so did you have to buy it and like get stuff done on it and like so how so what is the status of the car right now because it looks like a fucking sick car it looks really nice but how is it from the inside is it like a good looking soulless man is that what it is so yeah it it needs work i need to get the the roof fixed on it do some upholstery work but it'll get up and go you know it'll get up man. and go um It's just going to take a little bit of work to get up and go right, right now. Right. Yeah. It'll just drive around your neighborhood like from the the part without the gunshots and to into the part with the <laughs> yes, gunshots and yes. like that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's mm. cool man. So this is your first. Obviously you have a regular car that you drive around. So this is your first in many I I I hope. Yeah. I believe you're going to have like in a Ray Earl's garage like Jay Leno's garage. Well, yeah, cuz I ha- I have 3 now. You have 3 now. Okay. Yeah. So what yeah. what do you have? Let's uh, do a uh, a so list down. I have my everyday car which is my Hyundai and then I have my Lincoln and then I have my Cadillac CTS. Cadillac CTS. Mm-hmm. So you're like going to again the the what do you call it the drug lord 70s drug lord chic? Yes, drug drug <laughs> yeah, drug chic. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I watched Scarface just because uh <laughs> I I wanted to be Scarface. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's that stereotype? I never got like that stereotype and obviously again this is me being a foreigner. They say like you know black people like uh the uh, like mafia movies. They like The Godfather, they like uh they like Scarface. Like what what And you would think me being gay I wouldn't like that stuff, but I do. I yeah, really I mean, do. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, people are uh, you know you you like Barbies and you like Scarface yes. and you like Lincoln Continental. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh but that specific thing i never got it like why why would uh, you know why would that stereotype hold up i don't know i think it's just because it's exciting um it's a little bit dangerous it's a lot of dangerous mm-hmm. um I, i just can't explain it i mean you know it's i like, mean those are great fucking movies i mean like yes. i this this joke i think dl hugley had this joke about you know like the whole thing oh you like watermelon and chicken like some stupid shit like that he said I had like, a chicken sandwich on my yeah. way here too god damn it if <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like those things you're stupid like how would you not like those things are fucking great like, like why is it a stereotype for liking something that should be obviously likable like it doesn't make sense to me yeah so it is true um if a, you see a black person eating watermelon they're they're like self-conscious about it so it's, yeah, it's, and I don't it's it's true i i personally i don't give a fuck you know i'm gonna eat my watermelon and i'll it's tap dance if i feel like it too it's <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah it's like the i don't know man mm-hmm. it's uh, if you, if something's good then yeah you do it like as an indian person you eat curry because that's what you grew up eating and it fucking tastes great it's mm-hmm. all it tastes delicious and that's all i eat basically every day mm-hmm. right so uh, it is just strange that that's like a stereotype i would think of a stereotype it's either negative it should be either negative or positive you know Pre- a food preference is neither negative or positive mm-hmm. that's all i'm like saying yeah i i i support some stereotypes like black men having big dicks yes yeah. i do support that you do one. support that do wholeheartedly su- <laughs> yeah i do support do that do you support one. it or do you root for it <laughs> all of it yes all of it that's a good stereotype yes, to yes. have what's an indian stereotype fucking spelling bee You spell and spell? be, yeah. What am I gonna do? Spell in a situation like that's not a good stereotype to have. You can replace spelling. I don't, you know, I have a coworker. He's uh, from Oman, okay. and um, that's the same, right? Pretty much, yeah. No, that's not. The same. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I don't know geometry. Ge- uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it they couldn't be different. It's like somebody from uh, somebody from America and somebody from like I don't know, man. Czechoslovakia like there's no connection between the two two countries or two groups of people oh, my I'm my getting educated today no i mean my brother did work in oman for a <laughs> little bit but yeah that's that's the extent of my connection with the country okay okay so yeah what happened with this oman omani gentleman well he he's just very smart very by the books and that's the stereotype that i have about Indian people. Yeah, very Even though he is an Indian, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the Omanis in with yes. them. Yes. No, I get it. Like somebody who's coming in here from the outside, they mm-hmm. want to be very careful. I have elements of that like 
I like obviously being in comedy I'm like exposed to like a different set of people otherwise I'd be like you know just running in the in the same circles of people who are you know professionals working working in an office you know uh, people working in software and, and and things like that but I am like exposed to a different type of people here people don't give a shit they park their car right you know the meter's red mm-hmm. like dude don't you want to like feed the meter they're like ah it doesn't matter mm-hmm. we'll see yeah you know? <laughs> if if something happens we'll see like but i will like even if it's if it's a 24 hour meter and it's like i don't know 2 am i'll still like feed the meter to make sure you know and i'll like put in extra like so the the idea is i'm like by the books in in that sense i don't want to get into trouble like i know i'll drive the speed limit i'll i like make sure i follow all the rules because i have like a really uh uh I guess it's sort of rational like they they're going to like catch me jaywalking and just deport me that's what I think <laughs> <laughs> deported for jaywalking that's why I need to have an anchor baby <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 I mean the anchor baby can't help me until he's 18 though oh oh wow so I need to like marry somebody yeah. that, but I'm already married uh, so I don't know how that's going to work oh I have to sit my wife down and have a conversation that look let's do this for the best <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> do this so we can stay here yes <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's the kind of thing. I guess that's why people are by the books. So there is like a specific subset of people who move here from say I'll just speak to India because that's where I'm from. Who move here from there. These are people who like really want to, you know, make it. So they they kind of went out of their comfort zone. It's a little more uh, mainstream now mm-hmm. than it was say in the 80s and 90s when it started. So people move here want to stay here. That's why they're like that. Uh and uh, you don't see like many gangsters and pimps like moving from india to here <laughs> because they are doing their pimping I and gangstering right there i would love to see an indian pimp i would oh, love yeah. to see that i think is 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 the same guy without the fur coat yeah, basically yes. <laughs> because it's a very hot and humid place Just driving in a hyundai accent with his house <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, as uh, all the all the back slaps all of that still uh, yes, stays true. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying like like the stereotypes that uh, exist here of Indian people with the head nodding and mm-hmm. all of that just like this uh agreeable submissive person that's because of very specific subset of people move here from there to here, you know. Did those stereotypes ever piss you off? I don't know man, like some of them don't bother me like just the the because i think i don't sound like that like i i have an accent but it's it's just specific this is how most indian people who are you know decently educated would sound but the <laughs> like that fucking the appu like uh-huh. uh, hank azaria that like bothers me or i'm try like i try to rationalize it and think like it should not bother me it's just comedy people do that i let, i don't let it bother me but on some sort of a, a primal level it does bother me that mm-hmm. i don't sound like that but maybe i do i don't know because i'm in my head i don't know do yeah. i sound like that raymond no you do not <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank yeah. you uh no so yeah that that definitely bothers me other than that like you know things like you know you work at a 711 that doesn't bother me like you know so yeah the indian people who are uh, you know doing our ha- part uh, of a successful enterprise they run a successful business okay cry me a river doesn't uh, yes, bother me yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's those are good stereotypes right there yeah. successful yes so man okay talking about stereotypes all right um so you had your barbie collection you got into and got out of are getting out of yes. transitioning into a car addiction that which our collection which in some senses it's going to be uh, a little more of an overhead than than barbie collections you know instead of a few thousand dollars now you're talking you know tens of thousands of dollars yes it's expensive and then you have your uh, new venture you said what cougar works cougar homes cougar homes llc cougar yes. homes llc and you have your rapping cougar homes llc i believe so to describe this it's a it's a medallion with the, with a cougar yes uh how would you say that emboldened yeah. cougar so what i did there. was is i went on ebay and i went and i searched the mercury cougar hood ornament what's mercury cougar so mercury is a sub brand of ford that got oh, okay. that got canceled in like 2008 or something like that and their most popular car was the mercury cougar and i always like this late 70s mercury cougar and um so I went on eBay, got the hood ornament, took it to work, and my coworker, he went and put some holes in it so I could put a chain around it. 
So. Oh wow! So that's an actual like. This uh, is an actual hood ornament <laughs> that I wear as a necklace. <laughs> okay, I thought this. So this was gonna be your uh, logo for you for your LLC, but I, you can't do that. Probably. I can't do that. Yeah, and everyone who looks at it, they think it's from Thundercats, the the cartoon in the eighties. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's actually from the Mercury Cougar car. They probably. They probably jacked it from the cartoon. Yeah, right? that's probably what they did too. I don't care. I bought it. I didn't steal it. So yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, you you have to like have the cougar maybe at a forty five degree angle instead yes. of profile. You yes. have to do like some innovation. Yes. So what does Cougar Homes do here? So Cougar Homes does nothing here because it's too damn expensive. Okay. But um, like so right now I have three rental properties in Michigan that I'm working on. I have two of them rented. And I'm working on my third one. And I'll say this. Uh, don't do it because it's a lot of work. It's a big headache. And it's um, it's awful. But I had yeah, no a, So you have to put time into it. It's not only that. It's, it's not a set it and forget it. It's not oh, a 401k no. plan, right? No. It's no. active It's active income almost. Yes. Yes, it is. And um, you have to find good contractors, which um, I have some. So my contractors are these two older white men and um since the government isn't giving me reparations they sent me this white man and i use them um for cheap labor and they they're, they're working and yeah. they're almost done with this third house right so. so you got three rental properties are they uh, already uh you know doing business or you're setting them up still there two of them are doing business and Fantastic. then i'm working on the third one yeah wow so so uh, that's awesome dude like they say like in you know, a real estate is what you want to do because you know people almost make it seem like it's uh, it's too good to be true you know you you, you want to be a homeowner then you want to be a rental property owner and then you're set for life but it's not that easy because you're here the properties are in Michigan you may have some family there but like how do you manage so if you have a tenant there you're responsible to take care of the house the, the tenant is not so right that's also a leap of faith uh, so how do you how does how do you manage that process so I have one cousin who's my mom's cousin. He's in one of the rental properties and he's very good. Rent on time every month. And if there's any issue with the house, he actually takes care of it. So that's been pretty much smooth sailing there. Uh, right when my mom passed away, there was a renter in one of the houses and um, my mom was only charging her $450 a month for this house. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the lady was $4,000 behind in rent. They're like a year behind, essentially. Yeah, a year behind in rent. And um, when I inherited the house, I was like, uh, I'm going to be selling the house. And I'm going to need you to, you know, move because you haven't paid the rent or whatever. And so she said, okay. And she kept um, delaying her move. Wow. And it was going month after month. So I cut the fucking water off. In really? the middle of winter. Holy shit. That's yeah, illegal. You can't do that. I did it and she <laughs> left. <laughs> but her like staying, that was probably illegal too, right? It was. It was. And um, actually one of my friends from college, he's uh, into rental properties now too. And um, his cousin, this... And he's Lebanese and everything. His cousin is Lebanese and she's this little... A lot little, of Middle Eastern people yeah, in your life. Of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Middle Eastern people in my life. And he's this... this She's this little, tiny, little, cute, little... Air, Le, a Leban, I almost said lesbian. Uh, Lebanese. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lebanese girl. And you wouldn't look at it like as this real estate tycoon but she was like oh yeah you know when they don't pay the rent i just go down the street to little drug dealers give them 250 dollars, and they get the fuck out of those houses real quick i was like i need to know your people's okay <laughs> so when this happens again that i have the people wow. on my team to get them out you're hardcore man you're oh, like fucking yeah. oh yeah landlord you're putting the lord in the land <laughs> yeah um but you have to be like that. You, you can't be, be like, you know, you like like with the lady, you're like, okay, next month, next month. Yeah. You're just being courteous to her, right? Yeah. And they'll take advantage of you. And she sure did. And she took advantage. And I, that was kind of my uh, revenge for my mom, too. So yeah. when she didn't pay that rent, it was um, in the middle of winter, too. So she was like, well, how am I going to take a shower for work? I said, well, I guess you'll be showering with water bottles. I don't know what. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, dude, so, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little scared right now. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and I, yeah, I just got my gun license too. So, oh, oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you like kind of acclimatize yourself to just living with bottled water or something, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, you'll show up there with your Glock yeah. 52 or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, so so like Michigan obviously has this interesting story, right? Like it was this big auto, you know, auto uh, city for all this time. You know, one of the richest cities mm-hmm. in the country. That's where you grew up, and you kind of saw the boom and the bust. Yeah, and you got out right at the point of the bust. Yeah. So there's like skyscrapers, and and this is more hearsay, and maybe a little bit of you know articles, documentaries. So there's skyscrapers that are empty. There's unoccupied, mm-hmm. you know, ghost towns or ghost neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Does that still exist? Like, can you still pick up like properties for like super cheap? Oh yeah, like my friend, he bought a duplex for twenty five thousand, and this is recently. This was recently. He bought that. Well, he bought that house, that duplex in twenty. 18 december 2018 and he had to put like a hundred thousand dollars into it because, yeah because yeah, it it needed everything, everything. Mm-hmm. it needed everything but he's getting a decent amount of rent from the two units and he's working on his third one now so Dick, like why isn't michigan making that comeback or maybe it is like it's been 10 11 years yeah it, it's coming back around because we had the silver dome which was our big stadium that was in pontiac and they tore it down like someone bought the entire Silver Dome Stadium site for $250,000. Wow. Very, very cheap. Jesus. They Christ. tore it down. And the structure, the land it stands on, yeah, everything. Yes, everything. Wow. And they put two Amazon distribution centers there. So the money is coming back slowly. And actually, when I went back in um, October, I was driving through the neighborhood. And I was like, where are all these... Where are all these white people coming from? You know, because the area I lived in was predominantly black. And so when all these white people came in, I was like, oh, I'm keeping these houses. Right. If the white people are coming, I'm staying. You yeah. know? It's like looking at the birds, like which way the birds are going. Exactly. And it'll tell you which way the wind is. Yes. Wow. So it's it's coming back. So you got Amazon. Obviously, Amazon's like, you know, really good for the economy anywhere it goes. Mm-hmm. They probably, you know, got a pretty sweet deal on those, oh, yeah. on those distribution oh, centers. Yeah. So it's coming back. So. Still, there's going to be these ghost neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you like, know of these? Like, was uh, was any of your, like, an you know, actual neighborhood part of this? So, not so much in Pontiac. So, Pontiac is pretty... It's more of a suburb. Yeah, kind. yes. But if you go into Detroit, you can go and you'll see, like, nice developed house, neighborhood, like a block. And then you go another block and it's just, like, all burned down houses. And oh. the houses are still up. You know. So what what happened exactly? So like people lost their jobs, like uh, and and they just moved, like they couldn't afford the house or what, and whatnot. It got foreclosed, and they just had to move out of. The so place. there was this thing, like I think it happened in the sixties or seventies, <clears throat> and it was and that's really like the the beginning of the downfall of Detroit. It was called white flight, and what happened was is like the white people were moving out of Detroit and moving into the surrounding neighborhoods. And so who were left in Detroit were low-income black families or whatever, and they couldn't keep up with the properties. Then drugs started infiltrating the city, and it just really took a really bad turn for Detroit, a really bad look. But in recent years, and it's, it still has a long way to go, but Detroit is coming around yeah it's a, it's a, it's basically you a city won't on catch the me in some parts though let me put it like that okay you won't catch me on the east side but you can catch me downtown okay, okay. so so I'm, I'm taking notes so what parts of detroit to uh to care for so that's good to hear man and that's like i would think some a city with that much of a legacy that much of like you know a pedigree of being this industrial hub how could you keep it down for so long? It's mm-hmm. got to make a comeback. Like, what what else is going to happen? Like, yeah. it's going to just end. There's every major car manufacturer in the world, essentially, that, that exists there. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless just cars go out of, you know, existence, which is not going to happen mm-hmm. soon, you know, even a self-driving car is a car. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, w- it was funny, too. It's like <clears throat> being gay in Detroit, all of our gay bars were in like the most hood parts of Detroit. Okay, uh-huh. it w- the most ghetto parts of Detroit, and we would go and party. Why know? was that? Why do you think that was though? I, it, cheap land, you know, mm-hmm. cheap. You know, um, there was one bar that we used to go to, and it was next door to a beauty supply, uh, an auto body place <laughs> there was a white castle in the parking lot no, that's probably lo- that's the best parking lot for you personally you, i would think you can, so <laughs> you can get your weave done and then head into the club you know yeah, it was yeah. it was it was it was amazing 
and we would just and then we would drive to like some of the deepest like everyone talks about eight mile but seven mile is really where the party was for us and so we would go to this one bar it was called the gold coast which was the black it wasn't black but it was a strip club or whatever for detroit or whatever and we would go and we would party there we would always valet because i wasn't walking in that neighborhood (laughs) what time of day night whatever it was we would valet and we was that's how we would start our nights and the weekends yeah, man, that's uh. Th- do you think there's anything uh, equivalent to that here uh, here in Phoenix? Like Phoenix has a good, like good scene. I would think it has a good gay community. You it, have like a uh, an area. They have a, I guess they have a cr- uh, crosswalk with uh with the LGBT flag. So that's their way of mm-hmm. saying that we're uh, we're here. We're area. queer. Come get your oil change. I mean, yeah, that's where the oil change place yeah. is. Yeah. You can get lubed up before you go get some lube or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, pay me. That's yes, what it is, right? exactly, yeah, exactly what it is. That's what it comes down to. And that's what I think a lo- about a lot of these, you know, corporate, you know, what do they call it? Like social stances a lot of these corporations mm-hmm. take. You know, Gillette or Nike or whoever it is. It's, it's At the end of the day, what is the right thing to say? That's what they want to know. Nobody actually, like... And it's not bad per se, but nobody actually holds these like uh, actual beliefs. You know, some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. Most people, I think, are indifferent, and I guess indifference is better than bigotry. But corporations don't care. They what they care about is you know the bottom line. Bottom and the line, money. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, is it in red or is it in green? That's what they care about. It was funny when I started. Uh, it was last year. Well, no, twenty eighteen. Yeah, 2019. And I started seeing pride bottles of mouthwash. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was going, oh, they're really appealing to us, like, uh, hardcore. Yeah. Like, the mouthwash was the straw. Yeah, that- I'm like, they know what they're doing with this mouthwash, yeah. okay? You know, eat some ass, wash out your mouth, you yeah. know? So I, I was like, oh, God. I mean, I bought some just yeah. because, just for the novelty of it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that 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 definitely makes sense. So, I w- one thing that I kind of thought of and I want to talk about also is so your love for cash. And I I like cash. You know, maybe I'm not that much of a you know super into, it, but I like cash. You know, worked a little bit on cash. You know, I'm I'm a mechanical engineer by uh, by qualification. So as, as an engineer, I I I built uh, this this uh, off road car um, in, back in the day, which was a lot of fun, just working with your hands and things like that. I like cars, uh, and I have my reasons to do that. Um, just, I guess, uh, pop culture in India. There was like a phase where they were all about cars, and cars were really pushed, and that's true here too. But with you, you think it was growing up in Detroit or around Detroit, which is basically this this mecca for cars. It, it was, and my granddad he worked in the plant for forty years. My mom she worked for uh, Fennec Robotics, who actually built the robots that actually work on the assembly lines for these cars oh so yeah so, your aunt kind of uh, got your uh, uncle like out of jo- out of a job is that what it yeah, is built the robots that uh, so uh with my granddad and my mom you know working in the auto industry it was just embedded in me and when all the other kids were watching saturday morning cartoons you know, I would get up and watch Motor Week, you know. Yeah. And and that's that's what I did this morning. Yeah. I watched Mo- yeah. Motor Week every Saturday morning. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get into Top Gear, like the British, uh, the Jeremy Clarkson? No, not really. I think it's because uh, I really like, like, my domestic cars. Oh, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I always love. I always love my domestic cars, and I always thought that top gear was more european European cars and things like that not that i have anything against that i'm not discriminating okay nothing can nothing that can make uh make its way nice and fast through a corner you want to go just straight yeah you just want to go straight that's how i like my cars to go just straight yeah dude those are those are fucking ships right like the one you showed to your your uh, you know your lincoln those are ships like it's gonna take like if you see, if it was a Titanic, yeah, it would still hit the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, that it, the, it will sink the Titanic. And I will say that when we take a turn, you will have to have strong ab muscles too, because <laughs> you really need to hold yourself up. Okay. Wow. So 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 mostly American muscle cars. Do you like the newer muscle cars? They're like you know trying to make them uh, more. Uh, you know the the handling is getting better. The suspension uh, is getting better. Does that like take away from the allure? Like because the 
the the mysticism of those cars is almost like you know they they are shitty when they are going around a corner mm-hmm. uh they're they're very bumpy so it's almost like that is also a part of the appeal what's funny is uh, this morning i was watching motor week and they were actually featuring the dodge um charger and durango hellcat red eye wow and those cars get 700 plus horsepower 700 plus uh pound feet of torque and i was like while everyone in america is going for fuel efficient hybrid electric cars dodge is still pumping all this horsepower and i want one yeah, <laughs> yeah really i really really that's do. a very american thing though man. Yeah. just having seven, 700 horsepower yeah, like I, you're gonna not you're not gonna use even 10 percent of that when you're driving I, I want you to hear me before you see me that's yeah. how yeah and my little honda doesn't it's a little four-cylinder and she just don't do that okay yeah, yeah she just can't get up to that speed or whatever yeah but i'm i'm pretty sure your honda is going to be doing 70 on this on the i-17 so is the uh so is the dodge yeah man so yeah that's that's a very american thing like the supercharger sticking out of the hood yeah it's obnoxious but it also looks fun it just i think it like and that's another black stereotype too oh know? it is like <laughs> yes. the, the the like the engine the motor sticking out of the hood there was a when everyone was getting their stimulus checks there was a stereotype that all the black guys were going to the dealerships show me a hellcat or whatever yeah <laughs> dude what are you gonna do with like twelve hundred dollars like you're not gonna get yeah anything. they're they're gonna just laugh you off the dealership yeah. with that, yeah but yeah the, the stimulus check a quick check a quick aside i had a gig at the, at the casino here i think this was uh in a few weeks ago oh man and it was the day the six hundred dollar checks went out mm-hmm. casino was jam-packed <laughs> uh. Yeah. And I didn't put two and two together. I was just walking around. I was like, oh, yeah, they look busy. You know, people are probably bored, you know, and a lot of like old, you know, probably basically old white people, yeah. right? You know, they're, they're on their fucking, uh, you know, hitting the machines yeah. or whatever. Ting, 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 yeah. ting. Mm. Uh, just sitting there, just hating their life. And I, I do the gig and I was talking to, to the, you know, to the manager or whatever. He said, yeah, it, it, you know why it's so crowded, right? I was like, why? The checks, the first, <laughs> the first tranche of the stimulus checks went out today. I'm like, holy shit, dude! Yeah. This is what's going on. That's why I think they're better off like actually paying off people's student loans. Exactly. And then if you pay people actual cash, you know, like the Andrew Yang way, yeah, you, you're gonna see a lot more traffic at the foot traffic at the casino. You know what else was popular too? Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah. What they people just like doing home improvement. Home improvement. That's not that bad, at least. I mean, they're like at least appreciating the, the value of their homes mm-hmm. a little more. It, some it, it, was, it was like, what pandemic? Okay, because <laughs> yeah, Home Depot was, was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy busy. That's interesting, man. So like with cars, man, like again, cars are obviously fascinating. Such like it's, it's weird how cars like dictate culture and you mm-hmm. like see what the general zeitgeist of the culture is and design also. It's like you're a design engineer, so you probably appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It kind of speaks to what the, the, the aesthetic, the design of, of that decade was. You know, a 60s car has a certain aesthetic, you know, a 2020s car is going to have something early 2000s. That is like more of. That was the sad, probably the sad. It was more yeah, of a really transition was. period, yeah. uh, and not a lot of character with the cars. Like late nineties, early two thousands. So uh, now you have the electric cars. Obviously, Tesla. You know, some people like it. Some people hate it. A lot of car enthusiasts don't really care for it. They are good-looking cars. I've ridden in one. I've not driven one, but ridden in one, and it's it's a different feeling. Where do you, where do you land on these electric cars? They have electric Mustangs and stuff also now. For your American muscle car lovers. I appreciate them. You do? I appreciate them. I don't like the way the Teslas look. You don't? Uh, I don't. Um, <clears throat> I like Fisker. <clears throat> it was uh, another electrical car brand before Tesla. Hmm. And to me, that was designed and it looked a lot better than Tesla. But they just failed as a company. They're trying to come back now. Yeah, but and they were probably at the time where technology like was was not caught up. Now you have yeah. all of Tesla's uh, actual patents in the public domain yeah. for anybody to pick up. Not anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. still have like yeah. capital and and like a business plan, but it's in the public domain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have a coworker. He has a Tesla, and he'll get in the car, and then he'll put in his little code or whatever, <laughs> take his hands off the wheel, and he'll park itself. And oh, I'm wow. like, wow. 
Do you really need that though? I mean, I mean, so, so the funny thing here, then Tesla obviously has, they are working on the self-driving component of it. And uh, I had a friend who, uh, who he, he, he is actually based out of Detroit. He works for Ford, um, for, uh, you know, their autonomous vehicle, like, you know, whatever research and development division. He sent me a video of them doing these, uh, or rather him, him like riding around in the Waymo. Waymo is like the, the, the autonomous vehicle, uh, uh, company that that google bought and it is like uber you can download an app right now they have like a very they have very specific routes but you can order an uber mm. uh, like a waymo like an uber it'll show up here you know nobody in the car you sit in the car it'll drop you off at your location right now it is active right now uh yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> okay i need to have a real whole human being yeah with, behind the wheel of a car driving me yeah with one of those baggy caps you want like a cab driver uh, yeah to i take want it. someone behind a wheel i appreciate the technology i look forward to it moving forward but as it stands right now i need a whole human being but behind as an car. engineer you should be the one who should be heralding this Ray, you should be the one who should be like, you know, actually you know, taking the, the leap I, of I'm faith. I'm a design engineer. I just make shit pretty. Okay. <laughs> That's why I, I have a background in architecture. I make the shit pretty. But I give the shit over to the engineers be like, make it do this. You uh, know? So, like, and it is trippy, right? Yeah. But I didn't know they were so far ahead. And I'm sure they've trained on those routes so much because mm-hmm. it's a lot of detection sensors detecting, mm-hmm. you know, what is going on. And some it some things it can't detect if it's like too small an object, you know, maybe a little person or mm-hmm. a kid it wouldn't detect. I don't know. Maybe it looks at a homeless person and you know considers them noise or something. Well, even with Tesla, with their technology, I don't know if you know this. You know who Britney Spears is? Yes. Okay. Ray, I know who Britney Spears is. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know, know how long Bar- you've been in the country. I'm just. I saying. know who Barack Obama uh, is. Okay. Any anybody else you want to rattle off? Her sister Jamie Lynn Spears. Okay, that I didn't know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Her sister. Yeah, that's why I brought. Her sister was trying to get in touch with Elon Musk because she has a Tesla and her car was killing all the family pets or whatever because the the cars were so quiet and every time she would get in back out she was running over her cats or whatever I'm like don't blame that on Tesla okay (laughs) bitch that's just your bad driving okay okay that's you not paying attention yeah you should have used autonomous driving exactly so you know, I, I appreciate the technology, but nothing to me, in my opinion, is ever going to beat that good old American muscle. The cars don't last that long, but, you know. The, <laughs> I mean, they've lasted. You're buying something from the 70s. Yeah. It doesn't work very much, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, like, they're going to have all types of cars. Like, once like the autonomous vehicle, like, all of it is is solidified. It's never going to, like, end. It's always going to keep improving. Mm-hmm. They'll, pro- they'll probably have all types of cars. And, like, driving a car becomes a novelty. It becomes, like, horse riding. Mm-hmm. No, people still ride horses, but they, like, don't do it to actually get from one place to another. Mm-hmm. More of a novelty. Yeah, I, I've only ridden a horse once, and I can tell. And it's not an innuendo. It's <laughs> not a sexual <laughs> No, no, I actually <laughs> rode a horse. I have a picture of it. And, um... That house, that horse looked really frightened when it saw me. Okay, <laughs> it put two and two together. Yeah, it was like, like, Holy like, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. Like, you know, definitely, you know, love this. Uh, the, 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 I like to see somebody who's a car enthusiast. It's, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of people are not anymore. It's, it's more of a, it's more of a utility now. Mm-hmm. Like the art and the and the design and the soul of of uh, of uh, you know automobile and like that lure and culture is is getting lost i would think my my dream cars that if i had endless amounts of money i would have a 1986 mercury sable ah. a night yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh, um a 1980 pontiac grand prix um a 78 mercury cougar xr7 and what else would i have a 79 Coupe. it's all the cars that nobody ever thinks about Wow! Yeah, these are all the cars which back in the day when they were around, it was basically the uh, Toyota Corolla. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. You think so? That's interesting to think. You think thirty years from now, when all vehicles are autonomous, you think like a Toyota Corolla, somebody's going to be like your great your great grandson, uh, or or you know, if you if you don't choose to, whatever your your no, I'm never going to have any kids. No, or adopt or whatever. Right? People people do adopt. So um, I don't want to sound fucking stupid here. Or homophobic, but go ahead. 
Is that homophobic? No, it really wasn't. Okay, <laughs> all right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's it's better to ask. But yeah, yeah. any somebody, your niece or whatever, yeah. the fuck, right? They're gonna sit here, sit, have a conversation with their friend about how they're like a big fan of the Japanese uh, cars of the uh, early 2020s. So they have a 2021 Toyota Corolla, mm-hmm. and they're like like raving and ranting about It'll it. It'll be a classic one day. I can't personally see it now. How, yeah, how do you like? Uh, you can't envision it. Being I can't envision like that, right? it now. You know, like my little Hyundai Tucson, it being a classic car. One day, I can't see. It. Like I was driving down the freeway one day, and I saw a Lexus LS four hundred with the classic plates on there. Yeah, and I was thinking. This used to be a regular car this 10 years a, ago. Uh, yeah, uh, Lexus LS and it was like, well it was from 1990 so it's 30 years old, Raymond. Yeah. And I was like I was like, oh. It's historical on a technicality. Yes, yeah, yeah. Those are good cars. Though. I love yeah. those like, you know, like uh, Lexuses. Yeah. Lexi. Lexi, yeah, <laughs> for the plural. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Lexi. Those are good cars. That's awesome, man. Like, I uh, know, uh, I really had a great time uh, talking to you. Uh, you want to like, you know, I want to end, I usually end on like, kind of just asking the guest, you know, what what the future holds for them, you know, what they're excited about, uh, you know, either about their field of work or their field of passion or just personally in their lives, you know, what are, what are you looking forward to in the coming year? I am feeling very, very, very optimistic about this year. Politically, personally, you know, physically, all of it. I, I'm feeling very 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 optimistic and if you follow me on facebook instagram growler scruff anything you will watch me on my journey because i i might share too much but i do share all the good stuff man of many talents ray earl everybody barbie doll collector classic car collector Mm -hmm. rental home owner Mm -hmm. design engineer comedian well when you put it like that i should probably update my dating profile Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's workshop it together because you you have a lot of shit going on and you're a super interesting person man that was this was awesome thank you so much for being on the show thank you for having me ray earl everybody thank you Bye. Bye bye